What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 55, and this is my weekly recap show where I go through all of the major shows in the WWE and AEW, give you the recap of what's going on on all of those shows, give you a little review of all the matches and the show in that of itself, and let you know if there's anything worth going through and checking out if you happen to miss things, because there's so much gosh darn wrestling these days, it's very hard to keep up, understandably, but uh, I keep up with AEW and WWE pretty well, so um, let's give you my opinions and so on and so forth with what's going on in the WWE. Let's start off with Monday Night Raw, so they were in Chicago this week, and interesting little story coming out from there. Apparently, they got a little visit from CM Punk. Now, again, I don't really look into the dirt sheets and all of that stuff, but apparently he was there, he had a little conversation, I believe he was asked to leave, I don't think there was a whole big deal or anything like that, I've made my opinions known about CM Punk, um, it was really nice and great and everything for him to come back in AEW, finally after what, 10, 11 years of people asking for CM Punk, on a weekly basis, he finally comes back. We have the moment. He's there. Uh, the honeymoon phase was great. And then the CM Punk that we all know uh, kind of creeped back into AEW, caused a whole bunch of drama. He got kicked out. And there you go. At that point, I was done with CM Punk. I'm like, all right, we got it over with. He came and went, and we got that. Now, can we move on with life? So I'm done with CM Punk. If he comes back to the WWE, so be it. AEW got that bullet first. I mean, they were the ones that brought him back, convinced him to come back to wrestling, and it went okay. So, if WWE wants to bring him back, guaranteed it's probably not going to work out very well. There's going to be a whole bunch of crap going on. So, let me know what you guys think about CM Punk. Do you think he was that just a friendly visit because they were in his hometown? Or do you think at some point we're going to see CM Punk back in the WWE. Personally, I, I don't really care. I'd prefer not to because if CM Punk comes back, he's going to take major time away from someone else that probably deserves it more than CM Punk. So let's get into the show now. So Cody Rhodes comes out. He just wants to take off a shirt, show off his uh, scar that he got from that vicious pectoral tear or whatever he, he had a whole, a whole while ago. He tells Brock Lesnar to pick whenever, wherever to fight and to put the next scar onto his body. Then here comes Finn Balor. He wants Cody to join the Judgment Day. Uh, weird request. That's going to be a hard no from Cody. Finn says, if you ain't for it, you're again it. So Cody challenges Finn to a match later on tonight. Cody gets the crowd really excited. It was a solid opening. I mean, a Cody Rhodes promo is always going to go pretty well. But um, what the hell was with Finn Balor asking him to join? Like, obviously he's going to say no. But, I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt to ask. An okay opening for the show. We move on now to the Bloodline versus the LWO. LWO's got a new entrance tune. It's freaking awesome. It starts off with the Viva La Raza, the old school Eddie Guerrero. And like, I got my heart dropped a little bit because I thought they were going to use his music, but it's, it's their own tune, but they use that, that intro part. So really cool. I mean, they are building momentum fast. I'm expecting a really good show for them at Backlash. I don't, like, because they're going to be in their hometown and everything. Not sure if they're going to win all the matches, but it's going to get them noticed, and I think the LWO, especially Selena, they're awesome. So, they get into the match. Del Toro tries to go coast-to-coast on Jimmy. He gets intercepted by a Samoan spike mid-flight from Solo. 
They get the 1D from the Usos. Bloodline pick up the W. Really solid match. I mean, I wish it went a little bit longer, which I feel is going to be a theme of this show. Because I was digging the chemistry between the Usos and LWO. I mean, Del Toro and Wilder, I believe their names are. Really good little tag team right there. And I was enjoying it. It was good. I wish it went on a little bit longer. And like I said, the LWO, building up momentum with the crowd, man. Like, they're, the crowd really likes the LWO. It's a really good idea to bring that back from the dead. So it's, it's going really well for them. Good performance in the ring. We got Bianca Belair getting interviewed about her next challenger for the title, EO Sky. Damage control butt their way into the interview. Bailey hypes up EO and challenges Bianca to find some friends for a six-women tag team match. Later on tonight, featuring The Undertaker. Does anyone remember Teddy Long? I mean, come on now. How can you forget that guy? Come on, player. Jey Uso, he is met by Sami Zayn, still trying to convince him that he deserves better than the bloodline. And Jey still believes in family first, and he's taking the titles back on Friday. So, still not friendly to Sami Zayn. I mean, at this point, I really think that Sami should probably stop, but uh, he's going to keep trying, my dog. Trish gets interviewed about the absent Becky Lynch. Trish says Becky can't handle the pressure of being the man and a mom. So she will pull her out of her misery, or put her out of her misery. My my goodness, she's going to kill her? Like, Trish, that's a that's a little extreme. Uh, it was a nice heel promo, though. I Again, I, I enjoyed Trish Stratus. Trish, Trish, there we go, come on. Trish Stratus, I enjoy her more as a heel, way more than a babyface. But that's pretty much how it goes with me and every wrestler. I always prefer the heel. It's just more entertaining in my eyes. The odd time you get a really good babyface, but it's rare. We got, what do we got next? Street Profits versus Shelton Benjamin, my boy, and Cedric Alexander. Less my boy, but I still like him. Shelton right away hits Dawkins with a knee right in the face. Poor Dawkins. He wasn't even the legal man right there. I don't know what what was that about, Shelton. Ford hits the sky-high frog splash pins, and the Street Profits pick up the W here. Commentary talking a lot about the potential of both teams getting split up at the draft. Don't like that. Like I feel like that's mostly what the draft is all about, just splitting up tag teams that don't necessarily need to be split up. I don't want the Street Profits to split up. I don't think the Profits want to be split up, and I don't think the fan base wants them to split up. Well, maybe there's a small majority of fans that probably want to see Ford and what he can do in a singles run, but I don't don't think that's fair to Dawkins, man. Dawkins is awesome. It was an okay uh, little tag team match here, another short one. Triple H comes out. Okay, what's he got this time? He announces whenever Roman is wherever Roman gets drafted, he is going to be that brand's champion and a new world champion will be crowned for the other brand at Night of Champions. So Triple H <laughs> while he's doing this, he's like totally burying Roman Reigns, like saying that this new champion's going to actually defend it and he's going to defend it with pride and honor and all that stuff fucking loving that that was hilarious give him a thumbs up for that and then triple h shows off the new lovely looking championship i mean it is way more detailed than the universal championship i fucking hate that thing the universal championship looks like trash i've hated it for ever since they showed up i mean the one that the rock was wearing for a little bit it was a little bit more but bedazzled i guess if that's the word i'm looking for it was a little bit better but with the big w 
on it. It's just so boring and bland and very, very corporate. Don't like the look of it. But this new one, more of your typical style championship. It's not the greatest. I mean, honestly, can we go like retro? Bring back the big gold belt. Like that belt should never go away. That is the great that's got to be one of the most iconic best looking belts of all time. Bring back the big gold belt. You bought the fucking company, you brought in the title. Why would you get rid of it? And if I'm being honest, I like um I wouldn't be against bringing back the winged eagle from like the 96 era or honestly personally I always like the 98 Attitude Era WWE Championship, the big round one. Fuck, I love that belt. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to... But again, this this belt looks good. It's a substantial upgrade over the Universal Championship in my eyes. It's, um, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it'll probably grow on me, or I think it'll more than likely grow on me. I think it'll... Yeah, I don't think I'm going to hate it. But let me know. What do you guys think of the new-looking championship? It's, uh, it's an upgrade, I'd say. And fucking finally, we're going to get a champion on each brand because god it's been they've been doing this shit for way too long this part-time champion with Brock Lesnar holding it for like two years now Roman's been doing it for at least a year now he's been a part-time champion and it's getting old man like I it's not good it's not a good way to to build superstars if you don't have a champion that's defending regularly it's just not working so it's really good to see this championship getting brought in I'll give it a thumbs up Jimmy Uso is pissed off that Jay Uso talked to Sami Zayn again. Jimmy tells Jay to focus up and then storms off. We got the six women tag team match. It is Damage Control versus Bianca, Liv, and Rodriguez. So Bianca getting the new ta- women's tag team champions to team up with her. Liv takes a couple of stiff looking knees from Bailey and Io. How you doing? Match breaks down. Raquel powerbombs Liv over the ropes onto the pile of women. Fucking love that spot. I get a little nervous every time it happens. I'm scared someone's going to get hurt, but until someone gets hurt, it's awesome. So thumbs up. Bianca hits the KOD on Bailey for the W here. Really solid match. I mean, here we go again. Wish it was a little bit longer. I was enjoying it. Uh, Liv and Raquel starting to grow on me, man. Uh, just bit by bit, week after week, they, um, they're they building it, man. It's not too bad. And I am excited to see EO versus Bel Air, man. That should be a really good match. Huge fan of EO. I think she's awesome. It's nice to see that she's going to get an opportunity. Will she win the title? I don't know. I mean, they're kind of going with a lot of long championship reigns right now. They've been doing a lot of that. So I, I don't really know. I want EO to win it, but I like Bianca. So it's a win-win for me. I like both. We got Austin Theory. He comes out to complain about having to defend his title in a triple threat match. And it isn't and isn't given the new heavyweight title for beating Cena at WrestleMania. So he wants to be given yet another championship. And Bobby Lashley can't listen to this shiz no more. He comes out, and Theory makes fun of Lashley for not even having a match at WrestleMania. I, I mean, that that made me giggle. The crowd went, oh, so I'll give him a thumbs up. Brawl breaks out. Bronson Reed comes down to join in and all the fun. Reed teams up with Theory to beat out Bobby, but only for a moment. Bronson Reed turns on Theory. He flattens him with a big old frickin' splash. Could could be a really good match between the three here, man. I mean, Bobby, he's he's more consistent than I'd say Brock Lesnar is for a, for a good match. Bobby's had a really good run, honestly, uh, here in the WWE yet again. But yeah, I could see this one. I really like Bronson Reed. He's a really, really good big man. He can fucking go big splashes. He's athletic. He's massive. So yeah, it could be a really good match, but it could also be filled with a lot of shenanigans. You got Austin Theory in there. 
who knows what he's going to do. Uh, backstage, we got oh God, uh, Mustafa Ali. He is being po- he's being a positive douchebag to Chad Gable. Otis backs his boy up, and we move into the match. It is Otis. No, not Otis. It is Chad Gable with Otis and Maxine of the, the model thing or whatever that's still going on versus positively Mustafa Ali. I forgot that Ali is from Chicago, and it sounds like the crowd kind of did too because they didn't really give him a hometown ovation. He is, I don't know, I guess at this point now he's kind of turned into a heel because he's acting a lot more like a douchebag, which I like, which is fine. But anyway, to the match, Ali hits a gorgeous Tornado DDT. Fantastic sell there from Chad Gable. And then the hometown Ali actually steals the win right here. Uh, theme going on here. Solid match, but it's really short. So uh, I think two underrated guys here in the ring. I mean, Mustafa, I can't deny he's excellent in the ring. Well, he's really good in the ring. It's just he's been in gimmick hell for a long time. Chad Gable, the dude's an Olympian, right? So he's a, he's excellent in the ring. And honestly, I think he's one of the more entertaining guys week to week. But uh, yeah, it was a decent little match. We got Jimmy Uso warning Sami Zayn now to worry about yours. I guess that's what he said. Uh, Sami Zayn is surprised Pikachu about this. We got Finn Balor versus Cody Rhodes now. Rhodes hitting a pedigree out of nowhere. Then a crossroads for the W right here. Uh, more standard time limit on this match. Much appreciated right there. It was a really solid match between two veterans. Big old celebration there for Cody Rhodes. And yeah, it was pretty decent. Could have been better, but I don't think they want to blow their load on a big old uh, just ridiculous match. That's not really WWE style, so they kind of play it safe here. Seth freaking Rollins comes out to cut a promo. Apparently, he's fighting almost at Backlash. When the fuck did that happen? Why? Why are we doing this? Why? Rollins says uh, he has his eyes on bigger things like the new heavyweight championship. Fuck yeah. Seth says he wants to fight and defend that title. Seth, man, dude, honestly, Seth Rollins would be the perfect first champion of whatever they're calling this, the heavyweight champion. Perfect fit. I recall I go flashing back to when Seth Rollins was the Intercontinental Champion and he would defend it every week. I don't I'm not a big old fan of dudes defending it every single week. I think you're 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 gonna blow your load way too fast. Once every month at least, every two weeks, three weeks, something like that, a little bit more consistent, you know, some, there's a fine line, you know, every single week too much, every other month, third month, like Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, what are we doing here, so I really would like Seth Rollins to get it, I think he'd be perfect. Here comes almost an MVP to interrupt Seth Rollins. Seth says he's going to give almost the match of his life. That's hilarious. If anyone can have a good match, though, with, with almost, it is going to be Seth. I mean, the dude can have a great match with a, with a broomstick, you know, the classic Shawn Michaels thing, and almost just stood there being tall. He said zero words, which, going to give it a thumbs up. I mean, that's the way to do it. Don't let him talk. MVP, do all the talking. Don't fucking move very much to, I mean, just don't don't expose yourself because almost you can't move very well. So we'll see how it goes. Sounds like they're going to do it. I, I hope that Rollins just walks through him six-minute match and makes him look decent. Eh? Backstage again, we got Kevin Owens flipping on Sami Zayn, still talking to the Usos. Kevin Owens tells Sami they are a lost cause. Leave him alone, and he storms off. We move to the main event. It is my boy, Rey Mysterio, in the main event. 
versus Damian Priest. Bad Bunny shown arriving to the arena. It's going to take him multiple minutes to get to the ring, you'll see. Ray hits a 619, goes to the top rope, and is met by a steel chair thrown directly into a skull by Damian Priest. Fucking love that. Hilarious thumbs up right there. Damien is obviously DQ'd and starts beating down Rey Mysterio. Finally, Bad Bunny makes his way to the ring with a kendo stick and just goes ham on Damien Priest with it. Bunny calls out Priest for a street fight at Backlash in his home of Puerto Rico. I tried to do a roll. I tried to roll the R right there. I'm so sorry. I fucked up. Damien flips his top and the show ends. Decent decent match. I mean, it was fine. Uh, Bunny has a knack for this man. I mean, he was pretty convincing there on the microphone. He he was fired up, man. I like it. Like, like I said, time and time again, I grew up with a lot of really shitty celebrity appearances, especially during that anonymous Raw GM time where half the time you would have people who didn't have a fucking clue what WWE was. So... To have Bad Bunny, to have Logan Paul, dudes that love wrestling, they, they're they talented, they got a knack for it. So I, I'm enjoying Bad Bunny, and uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. And it was a good Raw this week. Uh, really happy they are finally giving us another world title, because goddamn, this part-time world champion is garbage. So that's fantastic. All the matches were solid, but just too short. And, I mean, they're starting to, starting to look like Backlash is coming together to be a pretty okay show. I'm expecting the crowd to really amplify the show overall. I mean, the crowd is half the battle, man. If you have a really good, amplified, crazy crowd, it can make a bad match to an acceptable, uh, an acceptable match. It can make a good match a great match. So, looking forward to see what Puerto Rico is going to have for us there at Backlash. We'll move on to NXT 2.0. This is the spring break-in. It's kind of the like a mini pay-per-view sort of deal. I don't know. It's just got a cool name. Uh, we got a cool opening segment with the NXT roster. They're all hanging out at the park, having a little barbecue, having a good time, and they're all talking about the matches that are going to be on the card, doing little predictions and stuff. It was a fun way to show off the the card of the show. I thought it was, it was fun. It was decent. Kind of th- reminds me of... I don't remember what SummerSlam this was, like 2004 or 5 or 6 or something, when everyone was at the pool and having a barbecue and they beat the fuck out of each other. Pretty good. Not No beating the fuck out of each other in this one. Kind of a missed opportunity right there, if you're asking me, but a decent way to start the show. So, the first match, they're going with the no-DQ tag team match, the Don and Stax versus Pretty Deadly. So the family, Don and Stax, they're coming out in a beautiful classic car. We're talking like a fucking car, like the like 30s. Like this thing is ancient, but it's beautiful. And apparently uh, the first person to get put into the trunk of the car is the winner. I Okay, sure. I don't know if they just put that there at, right at the last second. I don't recall that, but alrighty, we'll go with it. The Dawn flying in hot with a wheelbarrow crashes it into Prince. That was, it didn't look good, but it was funny. It made me laugh. I was like, where the, where the fuck do you get that wheelbarrow from? I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up, I guess. Pretty deadly put into a random ball pit that's there, like a little children's ball pit. I don't know why it's there, but I'm glad it's there, I guess. Uh, Stax decides he's going to dive ass first onto them, onto a boogie board. Like, dude, come on now. They're just having a ton of fun at this point, so I'm having a good time. Thumbs up. 
Pretty deadly, hit the spilled milk, it kind of looks like shit, but he, they hit it on Stax, they put him into the trunk, they go to put the Dawn into the trunk, Stax blasts pretty deadly with a fire extinguisher, they hit the bada bing, bada boom, through a table, pretty deadly put into the trunk, and the family wins. Good, fun opening match. I mean, Stax in particular having a really good time out of there. I feel like he's the one that came up with the boogie board and the ball pit thing because it was just kind of out of place, but I liked it. It was fun. Lots of chair shots, the ball pit. Again, super random, but I liked it. Seven at that. We got Andre Chase with Duke versus Braun Breaker. We got lots of barking added to Braun's entrance song, and he's wearing black now to fully establish the heel role. So that's pretty cool. Don't like the barking, though. Too much barking. And sadly, Mr. Chase does not last long in this match before he is put into... Uh, I think he gets speared and then put into the recliner. It eh, doesn't really matter. And he's, uh, he's forced to tap out pretty quickly. Braun with a very dominant victory right here. Kind of a glorified squash match. Not too much to say about it. Uh, looks to be leading to Duke versus Braun Breaker by the looks of it. There's a lot of trash talk right right there. Uh, could be okay. Again, I really like Braun Breaker as a heel. Digging that so far. Maybe cut the barking down 50%. We'll, we'll, we'll be better with that. But uh, moving on. We've got Dijak viciously attacking my boy Ilya Druganov. Back backstage slamming a big old bay door onto him. That's that's a good time. Referees running over. Ah, get out of here, get out of here, and all that crap. So that's cool. Dijak versus Druganov. Still waiting for that to happen in the ring, but I'm excited for it. We got Lyra Valkyria versus Cora Jade. Cora brings in her baseball bat. Valkyria comes in hot with a kick. She misses it, I think. I don't know. Didn't look good. Cora hits the DDT, pins, and wins. So ending right there was a little bit meh, but a solid performance from both women. I don't know. Maybe Cora has a little bit, still a little bit of ring rust on her, uh, but I love her, so I'm going to let it slide. Uh, I like the selling here in this match from Valkyria as well. We move back to Dawn and Stax. They're just driving the car, being Italian, going, oh, and A, and all that stuff, celebrating the big old win, giving that a thumbs up because it makes me laugh. I love that shit. Then they hear uh, noises from the trunk. I guess they forgot that they have two men in there, so they pull over. Stax gets out, smashes their heads in with the trunk of the car a bunch, and they proceed on with being Italian. So that was fucking hilarious. Going to give that another thumbs up. We got Grayson Waller versus Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams for the NXT Championship. Waller throws a chair at Carmelo. He catches it, but it's a diversion so Waller can smack poor Trick Williams with a chair shot. Melo hits a wicked springboard DDT. I mean, that shit was lovely. It's kind of reversed, like Grayson Waller wasn't even looking at him. Really cool. Thumbs up right there. Mello goes for another one of those DDTs, but he bounces this time right into a stunner. Well done, counter. Waller has the champion on the announce table and nails a massive Shane O'Mac-style elbow drop through the table, baby. Thumbs up. Big ol' spot. Waller trips up a little bit, rolling through the ropes. Mello hits a really sloppy-looking super kick, and then nothing but net pins and retains the NXT Championship. 
Um, gotta be honest, I'm sorry, Trick, but I really like the fact that he was a non-factor. He he was taken out of it, out of the equation really early by Waller, so I like that because just not a fan of shenanigans, man. And with Carmelo being a babyface now, he doesn't need that, right? So that was good. Really good match overall. I like the close near falls. Good offense and big spots were great. Just that little slip up there at the end prevents this match from greatness. Going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. We got Carmelo calls out Braun Breaker for a match uh, for the, I think it's the pay-per-view at the end of May. Braun out of nowhere misses Carmelo with the spear and absolutely obliterates Trick Williams. Woof! Really rough night for my boy Trick, but uh, great selling right there. Makes me laugh. Gonna give him a thumbs up. Better yet, though, Braun ain't done yet. He fucking Exodia obliterates Carmelo Hayes through a real fake wall with a massive spear. He goes fucking blasting through the wall. Braun emerges through it, and that was a really cool image. He just comes through that broken wall, even though it was super-duper fake wall, but it was cool. I liked it. Thumbs up. We got, oh God, Gacy sneaks up on Coffee. He asks for a match. Uh, if Gacy wins, the Dyad get a title shot. If they lose, they'll never get a title shot again. I Sure, whatever, I don't care. Uh, I, sorry, no, that's mean. I like the Dyad, that'd be cool. Joe Coffee and all those guys, they're cool. Just Gacy, go away. We got a mixed tag team match. It is Briggs and Henley versus Jensen and Kiana. So finally, are we going to get a payoff with all this trash? Let's find out. Jensen catches Kiana and then uses her feet to hit Henley in the head. That was funny. I'm going to give that a thumbs up. We got a nice spinning wheel kick from Jensen to Briggs' face. Looked like he caught him clean right there. Jensen goes to hit Josh with the loaded purse. He misses. Kiana goes tumbling to the floor. That was a really bad looking spot. It looked like initially he was going to hit her with the thing, but he ends up just like bonking into the ropes that the vibration of him hitting the ropes knocks her to the ground. It just looked bad. Briggs takes Jensen's head off with a lariat. He pins and wins the match. It was an okay match. I mean, it didn't go too long, which I feel was actually for its benefit right here. Good performance from the former friends and Kiana. Nice try. I mean, it wasn't wasn't really good. Jensen apologizes to Kiana for losing. She tries to slap him, but he catches it. Kiana says that she never loved him and she's out of here. Oh no, so Jensen's really upset, and here comes the homie Josh Briggs coming over, gives his bro a hug, well, uh, he tries to hug him, uh, but he gives him a shoulder shoulder to cry on, so it looks like maybe Briggs and Jensen are going to get back together, so this whole detour of Keanu James looks like it just led to absolutely nothing, um, an okay story at best, I mean, I wasn't super into it, but eh, maybe, hopefully it's over now, so yeah, we got Oba... Okay, Obafemi makes his in-ring debut here versus Aura Mensa. Been a long time since I saw Aura Mensa in the ring. Oba, this dude is a fucking unit though. He is six foot six, two hundred and seventy pounds of pure muscle and intensity. Oba hits a wicked pop-up powerbomb for his finisher and his first W. Really solid debut here, man. I mean, I'm digging it. They're giving Femi a real opponent, even though it's a guy I haven't seen personally in a long time. I know this guy, and he can wrestle, so that was nice. And he gave him a little bit of a fight, so we got to see uh, Oba doing some selling, and it was it was pretty good. I thought it was um, 
Really good selling, of course, from Mensa. He's making Femi look like a million bucks. That that powerbomb at the end was awesome. Well done, debut. There you go. I'll give you a thumbs up. Pretty good. Gigi Dolan makes an appearance. She steals the headset from Vic on commentary, and she calls out JC Jane with it. Um, alrighty. Cool. Tyler Bate asks Wes Lee backstage if it's cool if he's in his corner next week. Wes says, yeah, man, we friends. Like, uh-huh. Oh, I, I I doubt that Tyler Bate is going to turn on Wesley. That's just like, like Tyler Bate is one of the really rare cases where I just can't see that dude being a heel. Maybe he could be a great heel, but he's so damn lovable. So uh, we'll see how that goes next week. We'll keep our eyes out on that one. We move on now to the main event. It is Tiffany Stratton versus Roxanne Perez versus Indy Hartwell, a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Roxanne hits a dive on Tiffany. Tiffany bonks her head there on the table that looked like it hurt. Stratton goes loco. She hits a nasty stomp on the champion, breaking up a pinfall. And then an awesome swanton onto both women onto the outside. And this is where the problems happen. So on that dive, Indy goes down pretty awkwardly on her ankle. They have medical coming over to check her out. Doesn't look good. And she's pretty much out of the match here for a little bit. So we move on. It's Perez. She hits a top rope hurricanrana, and Jesus fucking Christ, man, she falls right on her goddamn head. I like I I freaked. I felt like I was in gorilla or something. I was like Jesus. I like I couldn't look because I thought I just saw someone break their fucking neck, and I don't want to see that. She pops up. She's okay, but oh my god, that was terrifying. So. We, we, we somehow move on. Somehow Perez isn't freaking dead. Hell of a neck on that woman. I mean, damn. Okay, so Indy hobbles her way back into the match somehow. Tiffany nails the moonsault on Perez. Indy pulls Tiffany out of the ring, hits the forearm smash on Roxanne, pins and retains the championship as I kind of turn into a New Jersey mom there for a little bit. I don't know what happened. But dude... Jesus, that was a fuck. That was way scarier of a match than it should have been. Two really scary falls and bumps. I mean, rocks. If if you look at the footage, uh, Indy's ankle really got twisted up there really awkwardly. So I I don't have the information of sh- how bad it was. It might just be a sprain. She can she retains the championship. So they're not gonna. As far as I know, it's not bad enough. They're gonna take it off. Roxanne, who knows? She could be concussed. <laughs> as long as she's alive, so that's good. Okay, so, um, I will say, uh, crazy resilient performance here for the champion, obviously, coming back from, from that gnarly fall, and a well done, well done for Tiffany and Perez working on the fly here, doesn't, I doubt that was part of the plan, they kind of had to, uh, work by the seat of their pants here, and I don't know, that probably had something to do with, um, Perez taking that nasty fall, because it might not have been planned, but, um, I uh, would have honestly liked some weapons in there, but again, I think a lot of maybe what was planned in this match got squashed up with the injuries, so I thought they did a good job, you know, on the fly, so I'll give it a 7 out of 10, but it definitely, I think they would have wanted it to be a lot better than that. Now we go to a video of the Dawn and Stacks, quite possibly right after they have committed murder on Pretty Deadly. I don't know what is going on. Oh, bada bing and bada boom, the show is 
Ova. And man, honestly, that was a good, fun show. Couple of good matches thrown in there, an almost broken neck and ankle, not sure. <laughs> and uh, some good giggles throughout the show. Uh, nice. They gave the women's match the main event right there. I think that was a nice call. Too bad that everyone got hurt and everything, but I think that was honestly the bigger match. And yeah, I thought um, I thought it was a good show overall. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Now we move over to AEW. It is Dynamite in Florida. We're starting out with Bandito versus Orange Cassidy for the International Championship. Bandito wants to get into a chop war with Orange Cassidy, laying them in really thick on Orange. But um, And then Orange, <laughs> in response, gives him like, the lightest feather touches, pissing off Bandito. That was hilarious. Thumbs up for that. Bandito, an impressive slingshot suplex and a pop-up stunner. That was dope. And then Bandito, being ridiculous, shows off the strength with the one-arm military press slam. I've seen him doing done it. Uh, I've seen him do it on bigger guys, but still ridiculous, outrageously impressive. Thumbs up for that. Bandito somehow gets out of the mousetrap attempt. That is the first time anyone's gotten out of that. Orange hits a punch and a beach break, pins, and gets his 20th straight successful defense of the international championship. Great match. Especially the back half, man. They really kicked it into overdrive. Got crazy. Classic Orange Cassidy comedy and the outrageous strength and high-flying a bandito. This dude is freaking ridiculous. You got to check this guy out. Love the chemistry. Great match. Eight at that. And Orange lets Bandito lift the championship and puts the shades on him. He looks hilarious. Like, Bandito wears a mask, and then he puts the shit... Looks fucking so funny. And plus, they have a little uh, cute interview with Renee backstage. They go like, huh? It's... You have to... It's so funny. Thumbs up. We got Dax Hardwood versus Jeff Jarrett. All extra members are supposed to be barred from ringside. We'll see how long that lasts. Not very long, because of course... Someone's getting involved. It's Sanjay Dutt. From underneath the ring, he knocks over Dax... Dax chases him all around the ring, and he walks into the finisher of Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff wins. Dang it! We almost got a whole match without shenanigans, and I mean, we're we're talking like 89% of this match was shenanigans-free, and it was enjoyable. It was like a quality, old-school styling match. I mean, you got the chops, you got Russian leg sweeps, and of course... A good old-fashioned pile driver. I mean, it was good. I was really enjoying it. Uh, Double J still able to put on freaking good matches, man. For his age, he's like in his mid-50s or something. Freaking stop it. Seven out ten. We got Wardlow with Arn Anderson versus some poor dude. I don't know. I didn't get his name. Uh, but Mr. Guy, he gets destroyed by a powerbomb symphony from a very focused Wardlow. Wins in a squash match. Poor guy getting ragdolled throughout the match. Arn is impressed slash disgusted. I mean, he was like, God damn, boy. <laughs> Arn says Wardlow will be the dynasty of AEW, but he might have to pull someone's eye out. What the fuck is, what the fuck did you just say, Arn? Like, that's messed up. No, no don't pull anybody's eye out. That's, that's some 80s shit right there. And then Christian and Luchasaurus come out. They stare at them, and that's it. So I would like to see Luchasaurus versus Wardlow. That would be dope. Better yet, I want to see Christian versus Arn Anderson in an eye match. We got Sammy. Sammy who? Sammy interviewed by Renee. Sammy. 
Oh, Sammy Guevara interview by Renee. Okay, I got you. And then comes MJF. He kisses Sammy Guevara's forehead. Sammy must return the favor. He kisses the champion's forehead right back. We get a massive bromant right here. Uh, wow. I mean, he goes down. MJF gives Sammy a gift. Gave him, gave him a scarf. More hugging and kissing. And that was just fucking adorable. Thumbs up. We got Sammy Guevara with Ty Mello versus Darby Allen. MJF joins commentary with his pickles. You want a pickle? The whole... God damn, I love that. <laughs> Fuck the whole... The pickle thing. All the whole time he's trying to sell off these pickles. Anyway, okay. So MJF being very mean to poor Tony Schiavone. Also on commentary, call him like a fat piece of shit and stuff. Like, whew, whew. Darby dives through the ropes right into a cutter, for, uh, cutter from Sammy. That was dope. And then Sammy hits a beautiful 630 splash through a table on the outside, dude. Oh my god, picture perfect, thumbs up. It's not enough, though, to put Darby down, so Sammy and MJF pull off the Eddie Guerrero with Darby's skateboard, and it works. So, Sammy pretending he got bonked with the skateboard, he did not. The referee buys it, and it's over. Disqualified is is Darby Allen. Boo! And it was a really good match. Again, featuring the pillars here, these four guys getting into it. Really, really enjoyable. I, I'm i a sucker for an Eddie Guerrero finish. They're super funny. Seven and a half out of ten. Good match. MGF has it set now for him to face Sammy for the title, who has been paid off, I must say, to take the fall. They beat down Darby Allen together. Here comes Jungle Boy to assist, but Darby is frustrated. He doesn't want any help. Here comes Tony Schiavone to rescue uh, the Knight. He announces a tag match. It's going to be Jungle Boy and Darby Allen teaming up together against MJF and Sammy. If they win, it's going to be a four-way match for the title. A Pillars four-way match, if you will. Oh God, yes. Please give me that. MJF flipping out backstage, gets in his car, but he says there's no room for Sammy. Camera pans over to the car. Tons of room in the car. Are you kidding me? He peels off without Sammy, and Sammy is like, okay, bitch, you just fucked up. Well, he didn't say that, but he, that's definitely what that head nod was all about. So Sammy probably going to be turning on MGF at some point. We got Adam Cole now. He wants revenge on Chris Jericho. Jericho appears on screen, calls Cole a coward, then calls out Jericho Appreciation Society to attack Cole. Best friends in orange arrive to get their asses kicked as well with Adam Cole. Who is going to save them, I ask? Who? Oh my god. It's Roderick Strong. I don't know what fucking song he came out to. It was pretty good, though. And Roddy, a house of fire, clears the ring and reunites with his homie, Adam Cole, baby. Nice, man. Fucking Roderick is a sick wrestler. My wife hates him, but, dude, he is the backbreaker messiah. He has, like, 20 different backbreakers. This guy's going to be sick, as long as he can stay healthy. We move on. It is Pup-Pup-Pup-Pup Powerhouse. He is Pup-Pup-Pup-Pissed. At QT Marshall, because they lost the TNT Championship. QT assures Hobbs that he will be champion again. Just relax. We move on. It is Taya Valkyrie. I think that's her name. Taya Valkyrie versus Jade Cargill with Smart Mark and Gray and all that stuff for the TBS Championship. If Taya uses her finisher, she will be disqualified. Jade hits a Canadian Destroyer out of nowhere. Damn. 
Taya wants to hit her finisher, but she chooses not to. Jade rolls her up, pins, and retains her championship yet again. Pretty solid match right here. Uh, Taya very upset after the match. She tries to give the tries to give referee Aubrey a road to Valhalla. Immediately, eleven hundred referees run down. They say, "Oh, hey, no, get out of here, get out of here," and all that great stuff. No one fucks with Aubrey. Never. All right, move on. It is the main event now. I got fired up right there. Main event. Omega, Kenny Omega versus and Takeshka versus Butcher and Blade with Kip Sabian, who looks like a douchebag. Danielson joins commentary to talk shit the whole time. Butcher and Blade working really like like they're working like a well-oiled machine, and Kip getting involved all throughout the match as always. Omega and Takeshka start clicking together really well. Kenny nails the dive. Takeshka a knee to the face, pins and wins. Yay, my dream team. Gets the win, baby. Takeshka and Kenny Omega. I mean, oh my god. It's a dream made in heaven for me. 7 out of 10. Good tag team match. Could have been a lot better, but they're trying to work out... Trying to work their chemistry. They're new. Blackpool come down to be a bunch of hooligans. They beat down the elite. Blackpool try to force Takeshka, who's just traumatized at this point by the beatdown that he just witnessed. Says, no, I am not going to join you guys. So, the BPC, every time I hear them say that, it sounds like BBC, and you you know what that means. Uh, BPC bring out the screwdriver and drive it into Takeshka's head, making him bleed. Hooligans, damn it. Goddamn hooligans. Freaking BPC beating up on my boys. I don't like it. And that is the end of the show. Freaking great dynamite, man. This week was strong. Lots of strong wrestling throughout. Loving. Still just loving this four pillars thing. Uh, Though it does seem a little bit obvious that Guevara is going to turn on MGF. But we're going to get that fatal four-way pillars match. I mean, they could swerve me and and it may not happen. But that, that has match of the year written on it right there. 8 out of 10 for dynamite. Really good shit. And speaking of really good shit, we got a early rampage this week, thankfully, because last week it was freaking 10.30 on a Saturday night. What the hell are you thinking? But this time it's 5.30 on a Friday, so I don't know. I'll take the 5.30 on Friday. Starting off with a tag team match, you got Juice Robinson and Jay White, the Bullet Club versus Sean Spears and Ricky Stocks. Heavy, loud chops traded between Spears and White. I freaking love that stuff. Bullet Club do a great job isolating Spears the whole entire match. I don't even... I'm not sure if Ricky Starks even got in that match. White hits the Blade Runner, pins, and wins. Uh, Those Spears takes the pin in this match. He looked really strong in the match because he was basically fighting two-on-one the whole time. Really physical match. Going to give it a seven and a half. Add it then. We got the Bullet Club beating down Sean Spears some more after the match. We move on to Matt Hardy and friends. They're looking for Isaiah Cassidy. Matt Hardy is the only one that is putting on an acting performance. Jeff Hardy just standing there. And, you know, everyone's just going to love him more. It's fine. I'll move on from it. Stokely and the firm appear on screen and Isaiah threatening to throw him off. Wait, hold on. They, they appear on screen with Isaiah. They're going to throw him off of some scatfilling or some shit. Matt Hardy agrees to whatever they want, but then they end up throwing Isaiah off of the scatfilling. Anyway, that is just some pure evil shit right there. Again, Jeff Hardy just standing there. Matt, uh, we got a tag team match. It's the one of the more random tag team pairings I've ever seen. It is Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes calling themselves Simply Limitless versus a couple fellers named James and Pierce. Uh, Like I said, very strange combination for a tag. They win in a squash match. 
Uh, they really don't know what the fuck they're doing with Keith Lee, man. Like, he showed up, and it's honestly been an overall disappointment. It's just not really been that good. I think his NXT run was a lot better than his AEW run so far, but yeah. So Swerve comes out after. He runs his mouth on the stage at a nice safe distance. He doesn't want to go down and get his ass kicked or anything. And uh, this was kind of lame. I didn't like this very much. We move on. It's Ty Mello backstage going off on her man, Sammy Guevara, uh, about him being a goofball, agreeing to take the fall to MJF. He doesn't need the money and all that. And I mean, hell yeah, Ty Mello. She is speaking the truth right there, and I agree with her. That's some good stuff. We got Anna J versus Ashley Dambois. Anna hits a neckbreaker. Really nice sell there from Ashley. She, like, bridges into the neckbreaker. It it was cool. Look good. Anna J locks in the chokehold. Dambois is forced to tap out. It, it was a fine, short match. Nothing really special about it. Out comes Julia Hart. She comes down, gets beaten down by Anna J. So their rivalry continues to get heated up. And I like that. I, I'm, a big, I'm a big old fan of Anna J. And uh, what's the other girl's name? Julia Hart, there you go. We got the outcast backstage. They are talking trash about Willow Nightingale. So, I mean, I like Willow. Uh, it'd be nice to see her a little bit more consistently. She's been gone for a couple, three weeks now. I don't know, she's been, been a minute. Now we move on. It is the acclaimed and daddy ass versus jo- some fucking jobber squad. Don't know who these guys are. Uh, we get a great rap and an entrance. They're just like beating up the jobbers on their way down. Really funny stuff right there. That's a thumbs up. The Acclaimed are free to do a whole bunch of scissoring, so they're just going nuts with the scissoring. They beat up the job squad, hit the, what do they call it, the 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 arrival? That Yeah, that's their finisher. For the W, this was, it was a squash match, but it was extremely entertaining, so well done. And now, it is time for our main event, says Mark Henry. It's Cash Wheeler with Dax Hardwood versus Jay Lethal with his freaking trio of goons. Uh, We got Mark Briscoe out there to be the enforcer, and yeah, that's going to do a whole lot. So, Wheeler hits a fast, hard gory bomb that was really freaking nice and violent. I like that. And here comes fuckhead Sanjay Dutt interfering yet again. Jay Lethal with the lethal injection, and he wins. Commentary, especially JR, was annoyed the entire time about the constant interference from Sanjay Dutt week after week. And by God, JR, I'm with you. I'm fucking sick of it too. It's really, really getting annoying. I'm giving it, it's a boo. It's a boo. It's a thumbs down. Match was fine, but like the whole time we knew that the interference was coming. Commentary was talking about it. And then JR just, God damn, when's it going to happen? All that stupid Sanjay Dutt, he going to do it again. And yeah, it's uh, it really takes me out of the match, so it's a thumbs down, didn't like this, but Rampage was okay overall, 5.5 out of 10. That might be one of the lowest ratings I've ever given uh, an AEW show, so enough with the fucking interference and the Sanjay Dutt stuff, like, I'm over it, it's too much. Now we go to SmackDown, this is, this is the big one, we got the draft, night one of the draft, they're in Texas, uh, we starting off, uh, Triple H comes out. He claims that select members of NXT are eligible for the draft, so don't really know what that means. So we start right off with the first overall pick. It's going to SmackDown, and they select 
Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman selected first overall, Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns coming with him, but um, Paul Heyman, hell of a first overall pick for SmackDown. The Universal title, Undisputed Championship, also going along with SmackDown. So, interesting, interesting. I mean, they kind of had to pick Roman Reigns, but honestly, deep down, we all know that it's Paul Heyman. That's the number one overall pick. Second overall pick going to Raw. They are taking the American Nightmare. It's Cody Rhodes. He will be on Monday Night Raw. Third overall, SmackDown, Bianca Belair. And they're taking the Raw Women's Championship along with them. So that's just, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, ugh. So that's, I mean, good for Bianca. I like her on SmackDown. That's fine. But she's going to bring a nice bright red championship with her on the blue brand. We'll see how that goes. Uh, fourth overall for Raw, they're picking Becky Lynch, and that will finish off the first round. The Usos come out. They are going to win the title back for the family, even though Roman Reigns has been ghosting them ever since they lost it. Out comes Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Samuel points out the, facts, uh, the fact that the Usos can't take the hint and were not drafted as part of the bloodline. So that's uh, that's a big piece of it. Uh, they weren't. There's like a select draft pool for whatever the draft for the night and the Usos weren't in it. So they couldn't have been drafted uh, with them anyway, but it is interesting that they weren't uh, a part of the bloodline and Kevin Owens just standing there. He's like, I, I just want to fight. <laughs> it's pretty funny. We got Butch with Sheamus versus LA Knight. Yeah. Brutes have a slightly altered theme song now. They added in some kind of chants similar to Seth Rollins. So there, I can see them, uh, trying to cash in on that right now with the popularity of Seth Rollins' music, uh, the Cody Rhodes when they go, oh, whoa, and stuff like that. So they're adding in that kind of stuff for the Brawling Brutes. It actually works. Oh, my God. You, my cat is on the table with me, and she's making as much noise as possible. I will feed you. I will feed you, I promise, after this. So uh, L.A. Knight jumps to the top rope and then superplexes Butch. I mean, I think there's only three people that... I could recall in memory that can do that. One of them being Shelton Benjamin, so outrageously athletic. I didn't. I think I've seen LA Knight do that before, but fuck, that shit is impressive. That is a thumbs up. The crowd gets behind LA Knight after that. They're just, they don't even care. I don't know what this guy is right now, if he's a heel or a babyface. Crowd reaction says this dude is a babyface. Butch gets planted on his head with the finisher LA Knight pins and picks up a big old W right here. This is this is good. It was a really solid match and is LA Knight going to get a serious push right here? I mean, the dude looks like a million bucks. It looks like he's been toning it up a little bit. He was already a pretty big guy. He is an excellent promo and now like the crowd is 100% behind this guy. Every time he comes out, crowd's going nuts for him. So, I can see this guy getting pushed. I don't know if he's going to be main event, but uh, I can see him making waves in the Intercontinental Championship, you know, that mid-card, something like that, but by the sound of the crowd, they want him to be a main event player. We got Paul Heyman hyping up the Usos backstage. Solo Sokoa's just standing behind them, staring at them, wrapping up his thumb. And Paul Heyman keeps saying, tonight is the night. And shit like that. I don't know. And then, oh my god, I popped super hard for this. It is RV freaking D, baby. He is here as a special presenter for the draft. Oh my god. I, for a hot second there, I was like, oh, is he coming back? But nah, he's just, he's too old. It's its over. It's fine. And also, Michael Hayes is here. A do-do-do, if you know, you know. So they announced the fifth overall pick for SmackDown. They select the Street Profits. So they are staying together. Thank 
God, I would have been a disaster. They split them up. Sixth overall, it is Raw picking Imperium. That's um, Gunter fucking, oh God, the other two guys that are with them. They're also bringing along the Intercontinental Championship. So the IC title is going to be on Raw. SmackDown selects Edge, 7th overall, and then 8th overall, Monday Night Raw selects Matt Riddle. So, yeah, pretty good. I mean, so far with the picks that they selected, it's kind of realistic. I don't see really any off-the-board picks. You can maybe argue Street Profits, but they got a lot of potential going forward, so, eh, we'll see. We got a triple threat tag team match. It is the Street Profits versus Braun and Ricochet versus the LWO. Wilder with a awesome springboard front flip dive thing on the Street Profits. That was dope. Thumbs up for that. Braun does the express. He rips off his shirt. And then immediately here comes Dawkins flying like an eagle. Just dives on the Braun. That was made me giggle. And I'm going to give that a thumbs up. Ford then hits the massive splash. And the Profits pick up the W. That was stupidly awesome. That was way more entertaining than I think uh, I was expecting anyway. The crowd was freaking hot for all three teams all three teams are over right now especially the lwo man like with that theme song edition getting latched on with Rey mysterio the puerto rico pay-per-view coming up fuck they're hot right now it's i'm i'm digging it and braun and ricochet were already hot and they were i mean yeah these are just three really popular teams right now lots of energy throughout the match and i'm loving the tag team division right now in the wwe is pretty fucking good this is an eight out of ten I thought this was a great match. We go back to the draft board. It is JBL and Teddy. Freaking long player. He is a... Uh, fuck, man. These these cameos have been fantastic. I, I love all of them. So we got ninth overall pick. It is SmackDown picking Bobby Lashley. Tenth overall Raw picks Drew McIntyre. So that made me feel good. I heard a couple rumblings that maybe Drew McIntyre might not be staying. But I guess that was all rumors. So he is on Raw. Uh, 11th overall, SmackDown picking the OC. So that is AJ Styles, Anderson Gallows, and Mia Yim. That is an underratedly awesome pick. I mean, AJ Styles, he is super duper popular. 12th overall, Raw picks The Miz. I mean, fuck yeah, Miz getting some respect right there. (laughs) Fuck yeah, good pick. We got Sonya Deville with Chelsea Green versus Selena Vega. Selena deals with Chelsea's shenanigans, rolls up Sonya for the quick W. Short match, not much to say about it. Ripley attacks Selena, goes for the Riptide, but Vega counters it, plants Rhea with a DDT, and then cheeses it. She's getting the fuck out of there. Backstage, Rey Mysterio gives Selena, like, the ultimate, you can do anything, man, speech. You know, it's, it's nice. It was nice. She had a big old smile. Selena! Looks incredible, by the way. She has been hitting the gym. She's got abs that rival. She might have the best set of abs in the business right now on the women's side. God damn. Thumbs up. Uh, We got AJ Styles making a return and the OC. They are in the ring. They get welcomed by the Viking Raiders. AJ just kind of goes, I'm just going to back off right here. The OC do all the work. They lay out the Viking Raiders. No problem. They hit a magic killer and they're, they're done. AJ with a forearm, the phenomenal forearm, if you will, and then they leave. So, interesting. Uh, fucking, okay, so A, I didn't hear nothing about AJ Styles coming back, so that was nice. Uh, the pop for AJ wasn't as big as I was expecting it, expecting it to be, but uh, it came along eventually. And also, like, 
Pretty good statement right here. They just absolutely wiped out Viking Raiders, no problem. Viking Raiders have been dominating for the last few weeks right here, so welcome back AJ Styles and the OC, I guess. This is Q. We go back to the draft board. This time it is Road Dog and HBK. The crowd getting really rowdy right here with the DX music. That shit was awesome. We got the 13th overall pick going to SmackDown. Damage Control, Bailey, EO Sky, and Dakota Kai. So that's pretty cool. They've been kind of teasing a split up there between them, but maybe later. 14th overall, Raw picks Shinsuke. 15th, you got SmackDown. This is where it gets fucking weird, okay? Uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions selected by SmackDown. Um, So that's weird. Uh, so I guess the NXT Women's Championships are coming to uh, SmackDown for a day or two because they... Uh, the the blah, blah, blah. What do you call it? Chance and Carter, they challenged the, the champs for the title, so they're more than likely going to lose it. And then 16th overall, Raw selects Indy Hartwell, the NXT Women's Champion. So, what the fuck is going on right here? I know that the main roster is desperate right now on the women's side. Like, they are, they need tag teams, so they're bringing... But why did you have to take the champions, man? Like, I, I guess it's a conversation starter. It's very weird. Um, I was not expecting that. They only took the women tonight anyway. They didn't select any males from the, from the NXT roster interesting man I don't know what that's about uh so like I said Dawn and Fire they get challenged by Chance and Carter for the tag titles it seems pretty obvious right here it looks like Chance and Carter are gonna get the titles back because you can't have the NXT tag titles up there it makes no fucking sense so really weird we move on now to the main event it is a rematch Wrestlemania main event rematch Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the undisputed tag team championships Kevin Owens hits a stunner on Jimmy. He kicks out of that. I was like, fuck, goddamn. Paul Heyman sends out Solo Sokoa. Matt Riddle cuts him off. They go fighting off into the crowd for a little bit. Usos dishing out super kicks, but they can't put down the champs. Sammy hits the Haluva kick, pins, and retains. Another great chapter in the Bloodline versus Sammy, Kevin Owens storyline. Basically a continuation of where they left off at WrestleMania. Like, knock out the first 10 minutes of the, you know, the crowd and all that stuff of the WrestleMania match. And just, you know, just kick it off like 10 minutes in. You, that's how this match was. Really good. 7.5 out of 10. Nothing wrong with that. And this was a really fucking good SmackDown. One of the best I've seen in a while, I think. Uh, love the cameos from everyone. RVD especially. Goddamn. Texas crowd, super hyper all night. They were having a lot of fun out there. Good tag matches. That triple threat was a lot of fun. The draft picks felt realistic until the weird NXT selections. So I'm definitely curious how that's going to go down. Are they going to take the title off of Indy already? She just got it. They're going to take the titles off of Alba and Dawn already. They just got it. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, the... Main roster is desperate on the women's side right now. Like, for the last, I don't know, year or so, it's kind of been swimming, especially the tag team division. They've just been throwing teams together. So, they're, I don't know, man. It's weird. I don't I don't really understand that. Well, I do understand it. Uh, the NXT tag, I don't know, everything in NXT, their roster is pretty deep right now. they got a lot of up-and-coming superstars. So, not so much on the main roster. So, it's going to be interesting to see how they do. What do you guys think of... Of 
the draft so far. So night two is going to be next week on Monday Night Raw. They'll finish it off with the rest. And there's like, I don't know, they're doing some some of the rest of the picks on some side show that I'm not going to watch. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that for next week. And we will finish off the show with the three stars of the week. We got a couple shout outs before we get into the official three stars. Want to shout out. Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes, their match on NXT this week. Really, really good match. Enjoyed that. And Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen on Dynamite. Also got to shout that out as well. Very strong match. And I am loving that four pillars situation over there in, in AEW. I don't know. I don't. Uh, it's not my favorite storyline overall, but it's, it's. I think it's my favorite one in AEW. It's very enjoyable. Now for the official three stars. The third star goes to... The Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, that rematch, I mean, right hot off the presses, very similar match to the WrestleMania one, I thought it was really freaking good, good enough for the third star, second star goes to that triple threat to egg team match on SmackDown, god damn, you had no right to be that damn good, that entertaining, crowd was loving it, I was loving it, all the, the teams were having a lot of fun, because they're three baby-faced teams, and they're just having a good time, it was a very entertaining, enjoyable match, good enough for the second star, but not good enough for the first star, the first star goes to, it's Bandito versus Orange Cassidy on Dynamite, that shit was good, I... Big ol' fan of Bandito, man. I love the latest injection of luchadors in AEW with Bandito and Bandito and the other guy that's like Bandito, uh, Dralistico and stuff like that. Um, oh, that dude, uh, Vikingco, that, that dude's ridiculous. Enjoying that very much. So that is my first start of the week. And that is the recap for the week. So there you go, everybody. It is the weekend. So enjoy yourself uh, a nice weekend today, even though I know this is the WrestleCast. But today is a is a scary day for me. The Toronto Maple Leafs are taking on Tampa Bay in Game 6. I feel the voodoo, baby. I feel that voodoo around uh, that series right now. So I'm a little bit nervous. If they lose tonight, I am not going to be all right for a little while. So, um... Yeah, anyway, so uh, on Monday we'll be doing a top uh, 10 remakes that I would like uh, made on Monday for the GamerCast, so you look forward to that on Monday. Wednesday will be the HockeyCast, so I'm rather going to be very happy or I'm going to be a very, very sad panda, so... Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. If you're new here, welcome, welcome to the show. We'll be, um, I'm here. It's been a big fucking week for the, for the podcast, getting downloads like crazy. So, uh, thank you, everybody, for downloading. If you're new here, like I said, welcome, and uh, be on the lookout. You can follow along on Twitter. You can go uh, to the YouTube channel. All those links are going to be down below. Playing Resident Evil Village over there right now, so you can go check that out. Let me know what you think, and if you have any questions for the podcast related to video games, wrestling. Or hockey, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, you can send in questions. I'll answer them live on the podcast. All that great stuff. Joy weekend, everybody. Please win the hockey game, Toronto. Please, for the love of God, for me. 